my favorite number 22, episode 22. Ishan said his favorite year of age. What'd you do at the age of 22? Aim for that to be your favorite year in the history of your life. To be honest with you, that was the age where I felt like women just loved me at that I don't know what it was. <laughs> look out. It, was <laughs> it was just so easy at 22, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as far as I'm going to go. All right. All right. And then Rhodesia's like, and that number's all right. So she is a hater on the number 22. <laughs> don't be a hater throughout this episode. Episode 22 of the TFW podcast. That's freaking wrestling. You guys know the deal. You know the trio. I am Matt. Alongside me is Ishan and Rhodesia. Give it to me, guys. What is up? What is new? What is happening this week? Well, today was my self-care day. So I got to relax. I got a mani, a patty, a facial, all of that. Looking all good on the camera. Okay. Mm. Mm, say that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, ain't that about a beep? Look, my wife had one of those yesterday, man. She was gone all day long, <laughs> man, getting her hair done. She got a feet, everything. I ain't never had a man day. I, we, Matt, we you need should. a man day, man. We Y'all gotta, should. We got that figured out. Y'all you should. know what? We gonna do, let's, you know what we should do? We should make a man day for like SummerSlam weekend. Get all the fellas together that listen to the pod. Out in the, the wrestling D. community. And we just rock it. It don't have to be manis and petties, of course. It could be bar hopping or whatever y'all want to do. But that may be a, a cool idea to do that. I'm down. I am man absolutely day. Let's down. Let's go. I, I support that for y'all. We got a lot on the docket today, ladies and germs. Uh, what do we want to start with? Do we want to start with the chamber? Do we want to start with something else? What do you guys want to start with tonight? I don't know oh, if it well, was let's me. Let's go right to the chambers. Yeah, I was, okay. was going to say the chamber too, but it does it feel like it's been longer than a week? Of course. Of okay. course. These, it just seems like it's been a long time. Yeah, we get these premium live events. And because we get so much quality and so much wrestling, it's like after 24 hours, it's old. Like we could probably get away with not even talking chamber and we wouldn't. That's what it feels like. And that sucks. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that that sucks now a days, but it was a fantastic show. And I don't like to use that word fantastic, uh, but it's one to me. Once again, that's one of those shows where if you are a hater, that's the only people that could not have liked that show from top to bottom. We'll talk about the main event. I have a couple of things that I didn't particularly care for in that main event, just from a booking perspective. But wrestling-wise, I, th- I thought they knocked it out of the park. I thought the show was great. I thought it did an excellent job of making that show important. We talked about how it used to be called No Way Out, and my joke was always No Way Out of this pay-per-view because it was it a was awful. typical poor show. You had the Rumble, which everybody was excited about. We go into No Way Out, and that was just to get to WrestleMania, so they threw anything out there. That was not the case um, in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, this past Saturday. We had to watch on tape delay. We were at Warrior, which I'll give you guys a couple of funny stories on that a little bit later on in the in the pod. But uh, I know, Ishan, you were able to watch it live. Thank you for keeping it in the tuck, not saying anything to us on what happened on that show. I'll throw it to you guys. What... um. What'd you guys think? You know, what was the the highlights? What was the low lights, if any? Just give it up. I was um gonna text Ishan Saturday, Sunday morning, um, and let him know that Asuka pinned Carmella. 
So I know he had said Carmella was going to win the female chamber and my vote of Oscar actually pinned her. So, or I'm sorry, not pinned her. She Oscar locked her. So I was like, oh, I should text him right now and just tell him nan and a boo boo. Uh, but overall, man, we can go down the list, honestly, for all the matches. I, I got a couple words and pretty much on most of the matches. That's how great I thought that pay-per-view was. Yeah, it was an outstanding pay-per-view because um, for me, it took me like four or <laughs> five hours to watch it, to be honest with you. Uh, I got sick that day, so I was in and out of consciousness most of the day, but it was an awesome show. And to be honest with you guys, I picked uh, Carmella not because I thought she was going to win, just to be different because I'm like, <laughs> I felt like Oscar was a no-brainer to win that. Uh, so like, you know, like that's one of them things to where you, you kind of expect what's going to happen, but it still was an awesome match mm-hmm. and still was great to see her get that win. Yeah, if there was any match where the person who was kind of like the no-brainer to win should have won, it was that one. If they yeah. did anything other than Asuka, I would have had a fit from a creative now, standpoint. But Now, when um, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but when uh, Raquel came out and her new gear, I was like, darn it, dang it, she's about to win because she had like her, the WrestleMania gear. I'm like, dang, she's about to win the chamber. No, she can't win the chamber. She can't win the chamber. But in the end, Asuka prevailed. So let's get right into that match. Uh, probably, no, I think the men's chamber match was arguably one of the best chamber matches I've Indeed. seen. So, but the women's match was was really good there. We just talked about it. Asuka, of course, goes over, looked great. I think everybody really represented themselves well in the match. Uh, some some highlights in terms of, you know, some, some good bumps taken and some good spots taken. Asuka did, does go over uh, in the opener, thought they did a fantastic job of starting the night off, making it feel important. Um, overall, just two thumbs up for me in that match. Anything in particular from that match you guys wanted to talk about? Hey, to be honest with you, like uh, Carmella, I just find her to be so entertaining. Like I didn't necessarily think she was going to win the match, but I didn't. She was very entertaining throughout that entire mm-hmm. match. She played like that unlikable heel character, man. Like you, you think about how great of a character she is. The show solely missed her while she was gone. I'm glad to have her back, but she was phenomenal in that, in that as the antagonist in that uh, in the match. She's great at anything they give her, and that's why I, I give her so, so much props. She's one of my favorite people in the company. No matter what they give her, no matter what character she is, if you put her in there as a title contender or you put in there just as a comedy relief type segment, she knocks it out of the park. Think about the work she did with our truth and then a couple months later, you know, she's fighting for the the women's title and you believe both you know it's kind of right. like with jerry lawler back in the day you know back like early early in the day you can put him anywhere on a car and he was believable and he was fantastic in his role so shout out to carmella i agree 100 i thought she was great uh we talked about it i'm glad raquel did not win she was the person that i was a little worried about that may have gone over oscar but i'm glad they did not do that anything with with live uh you know she she busted her ass in that match so that was good to see I keep saying, like, so where does Liv go from this point? I know there were some people who were like, hey, I could easily see Liv winning and going against Bianca at Mania. I mean, I can see that, too. To me, there, there was no fanfare to that, though, because I do think Asuka probably beats Bianca. Probably. I'm probably Mania, willing to maybe. say that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, where does Liv go heading into Mania season knowing she's on SmackDown right now? No clue. No clue. Liv, you know, she had a run with the women's title, and I thought it was a lot. It was pretty lackluster. 
I believe that part of it now, you know, looking back at it, maybe it wasn't all her fault. It could have just been the contenders she had going against her. One thing about her, when she comes out and she wrestles, she, you know, she wrestles with passion. So, and then just, I want to just backtrack all the way. I'm, I know I'm very critical on a lot of people and a lot of wrestlers, but as far as what they do every single day in the ring, oh my God, I could never even imagine doing that. So I want to give props to anybody who does this for a living, but for Liv, I must pause for that. I'm a pause like, don't for that. Because if you pause for it, then I got to just blow up your spot and say that you're not critical. You're a hater. Okay. Well, then I'll say, I'll say hater. hater. I'll say yes. hater. I'll take that. I'll take it. And not I, I could be a hater. <laughs> no, no. Just you, a hater. Yep. I got my player hater degree. Isn't that what they used to say when we were younger? PhD. Um, yep. <laughs> but but for real, Liv, that's one thing about her. She comes out there with so much passion and fire. Just for, again, for me. I told you this a few months ago. She feels like an Alexa light, an Alexa knockoff. And that's not fair to her, but that's just my honest feeling. Wow. I, don't, I yeah. think they're two totally different characters. Um, but, man, she looked phenomenal. Ooh, buddy. Uh, yes, <laughs> she looked phenomenal, right? But, you know, the, the strange thing about Liv is that she has a, a strong fan base, I would say, right? Oh, I think yeah. so. So she, she yeah. lost the title... But you got a, a, a like a I would say a vocal minority that still wants her back in that title picture that wants her to get a, a, another shot. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, where are y'all? Where were you people when she right. actually had the run? You know what I'm saying? Like, because it wasn't some of it had to be creative, but a lot of it she just wasn't getting the push behind the crowd. It seemed like when she had the championship, she had less of a response. Right, so as soon as she loses the title, she gets the response back. It's like they want they want to see her get there, but they don't want to see her stay there. I just need people to show up for her because I don't get it. You know what? Though to be fair, it was creative. Remember, the creative they had for her was it was her and Ronda. She wins or she retains the title from Ronda from a DQ finish, if you remember. And then the last shot of that oh, match yeah. was her like holding her arm outside the ring, mm-hmm. smiling like she got over because she won by DQ. So at that point, I thought that they, they may be going heel with her and they were going to do like kind of like a, a turn with her being heel, which they didn't do. So I do think that probably had something to do with it because you kind of don't know if I'm supposed to cheer, if I'm, if I'm supposed to boo her. But she definitely has her legion of fans for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see what she does going into Mania season because I think she is somebody that's absolutely valuable. She should be in a pretty big match. And I don't think any title shot is going to happen. Like, I don't see her finding a tag partner. I think that's going to be Ronda and uh, Shayna. Uh, and we know that both belts are kind of spoken for now. So that's going to be interesting to see. But I thought that match was fantastic. The The match that I saw a lot of people complain about, which for the life of me, I don't get, was the next match, which was Brock and Bobby. They went to a, what was it, a disqualification, was it? Yep, a kick. Or, oh, I don't know. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I, yeah, I no. forgot how it ended. Yep. Brock had uh, Brock was about to tap to that He's hurt about lock. To tap. He couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And the dastardly Brock Lesnar, which is a face, but he uses a low blow to win the match or lose the match, uh, hits Bobby with the low blows, a DQ finish. Bobby goes over. There was some irritation on that match, which I was fine with it. I thought the match was hard hitting. What I thought, though, was, okay, this is going to lead to a ultimate blow-off at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. Evidently, on Raw Monday, we see that's not the case. 
in like I, this can't be the match, is it? We are not talking about Brock Lesnar versus Omos, are we? That that is not the WrestleMania no. match, right? No, or no. Vince is back. Vince is back. Yeah. You know that, Matt. Vince no. is back. He's calling the shots no. again. No. All That's of a sudden, almost appears on screen. He's back. Brock wouldn't yeah, even the do alleged, it. The alleged news is that is the match we're supposed to be getting is Omos versus Brock and then getting Bobby versus Bray. I don't even know how we get there. Okay, but in terms of the match, I thought the match was good. I thought it was what it was. Once again, I did think that DQ finish was setting up some type of ultimate blow-off match at Mania. So, revisionist history, if it does not, maybe I do have an issue with that match, but if it does, I'm good with it. What do you guys think? For a DQ finish, as long as it's not the end, it's not the main event, I'm okay with it. I thought it was done well, too. And again, it goes down to Bobby saying that, you know, he he couldn't handle the hurt lock. So he had to find any way to get out of it because he was either going to tap or pass out. And Brock mm-hmm. can't have either one of those. So I, I was I was completely fine with it. Yeah, honestly, I, would, I haven't been invested in this specific feud, uh, to be honest with you guys. So I was right there. I was good either way. It didn't matter what happened. I matched to me. So do you <laughs> want to see? So. What do you want to see at Mania then with those two guys? You know what? I, I wouldn't mind seeing some type of a three-way between the three. Um, nothing would do Omos. He got to go, man. I mean, I, I was like, saying, Om- was he, was he part I, of the I like, <laughs> look, man, I, I hate that. You know what I'm saying? That I, I, I feel this way about Omos, man. I, I need, I think, I hope they find the right role for him, but this ain't it, man. Um, yeah, I like to see maybe some type of a three-way with those guys. Um, but it'd be strange because I don't know if Brock has done any of the crazy stuff that, you know, Bray likes to do in his storyline and feuds and, I haven't seen Bobby do it either, so I think it'll be a uh, maybe a clash of not necessarily styles in the ring, but just from a creative standpoint. I haven't seen any one of them kind of partake in the type of spooky, funky stuff that Bray does with his uh, storyline feuds. Yeah, and I think, too, even if it is like Bray, we're going to assume has to be involved if he called them out, unless they have something else planned or prepped, but then it's kind of like, well, why did you call out Brock and Bobby? Because if Vince is back, he changed his mind. All right. So is that just going to be our answer? Is that going to be the running gag? That'd be the running that gag. Let's say that. something doesn't make sense. Even in AEW, we could say it's Vince's back. <laughs> it's Vince. <laughs> it's Vince. <laughs> Pronoun, pals. Pronoun. Oh, man. Uh, third match, which was a banger. Edge and Beth go over on Finn and Rhea. We kind of talked last week surrounding, hey, you got to protect Rhea in that match to keep her strong for Charlotte at Mania. They did that. I thought they even kept Finn strong. We know we saw on Raw that the feud between Edge and Finn is not over, which is kind of what I alluded to last week is why I thought the Judgment Day would win because the feud was not over. But, man, kudos and shout out to Beth and Rhea. Uh, Man, every time Beth comes back, she doesn't miss a beat. You can tell she takes it super serious. And they did a damn thing in that match. You know, we had had a little bit of the botch where she didn't get into the ring until 3.4. She didn't get it in time. She didn't get it. It was time. a fork out. But it was you, a fork take, out. you take that out and they killed it. So shout out to them. I thought this was one of the best matches on the card. Once again, the card was awesome just top to bottom. But if it wasn't for the men's elimination chamber match, this probably for me from a in ring perspective was sure. by far yeah. the, the best match on there. Um, 
Radija, you are a massive Beth Phoenix fan. Yeah. So, of course, I'll throw it to you. Just what was your thoughts on that match and how they kept Rhea strong heading into Mania? You already mentioned the miss um, push out or, you know, breaking of the account. But the only thing I could say about that match that you haven't already said already, said already was that double power bomb with by the women. My goodness. I'm like... Because, you know, I love seeing strong women. And so to see that toward the end of the match, too, after they've been going at it, that to me was just so powerful. I love And it was believable. And both of them took it. So, you know, bravo to the guys for taking it as well. I talked about this last week, that the men are letting the women do their thing, too. But uh, protecting Rhea, we already know that Rhea is that thing. Rhea is that thing. And then being in there with Beth, getting that repetition with Beth. Rhea's going to do just fine. And again, Beth looked amazing. How much I hate on Edge is the complete opposite of how I feel about Beth. So it's like the yin into the yang. So even though I do hate on Edge a lot, that again, like you said, that probably would have been my match of the night besides the men's chamber. Yeah, really good match. Really good match. I I knew it would be, man. I I think that Finn is, this is the best character work I've seen him do since he's been in the company, uh, maybe ever. Um, Of course, Rhea is phenomenal. She's a star. Edge is doing his thing. Of course, Beth is great. Um, they had like a little wonky exchange early in the match. And I was like, for me, I was like, all right, y'all, calm down. Calm down. So let's let's settle down a little bit. Let's get this mm-hmm. thing going. And they did. They got it going. Um, really good match. Um, I thought, because I knew that Judgment Day will lose because I kind of feel like Finn I don't think he's bulletproof as they think he is. Like he he loses a lot of these matches um, for Judgment Day. Uh, I, I knew because like Edge had been losing all these matches for a while, coming coming out on the wrong end of the straw. That's the saying. I don't know. Um, and I know that Rhea couldn't take the uh, the pin, and mm-hmm. I I knew Beth wasn't going to do it either. So it made sense. But I'm very interested. There was a rumor. I'm not sure if you guys heard it that they were interested in possibly bringing back uh, the Demon character back maybe we might get that at mania that might be kind of the thing to kind of shake up that view because you think about it man like all right you know this thing with edge and the judgment days be going on forever right so they got to add a little bit of spice to the recipe right maybe the demon character coming back who we haven't seen him in a long time i'm not sure how you introduce how you introduce a heel version of that character to this but it, it definitely will be interesting well, last time we saw him was against Roman, remember? And he's gets on the top rope to hit the coup de gras and the rope breaks. Roman gets the pin, and we never had any type of follow-up behind why the rope broke, why he didn't get a rematch, anything like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been over a year that was Vince. since we've seen the demon character. It was absolutely Vince, 100% Vince. <laughs> um, so we haven't seen a demon character in over a year. I do think that they got to do something. There was rumors that it was going to be Hell in a Cell with Finn and Edge at the Rumble, but that didn't work due to some creative pieces. Maybe they bring that back at, at Mania, but this should be the blow-off. Whatever happens between Finn and Edge, this has got to be the final stamp on this feud at Mania. Let Edge go over and then have him, of course, go into whatever he's going to go into, but he looks great. I, I'm also not the biggest... I still haven't got that, and I know it's not his fault, but I still have not gotten that nasty taste out of my mouth when he turned heel to start Judgment Day and he cut those ridiculous promos surrounding the fans weren't there for him. And like, just all that stuff is like, dude, everybody loved you. You got one of the biggest reactions in years when you came back at the rumble from like your neck surgery. So I'm still kind of, I still got like a little bit of a, I know it has nothing to do with him, but he's doing great work. We saw the match he had with theory on raw. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Where like 
he's clicking. He, he's 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 where he needs to be. So that, that match was, was awesome. Really enjoyed that. And then we go into the men's elimination chamber. And of course, the thing that we probably all want to talk about is Montez Ford. Yeah. Talked about it last week and said, hey, it's Tez's time. I picked him just because I wanted him to win, kind of the same way E you picked. Um, who'd you pick? Uh, Carmelo Theory. in the opener. Oh, yeah, just because like you wanted something different. We knew Theory's going to retain because we're going to get Theory and Cena at Mania, which should be fantastic for Theory. He is hitting his stride. If there is anybody who just still does not think that Triple H has done worlds better, I would just say look at Theory as Exhibit A, B, and C. You look at that guy compared to what he was before, and it is a complete one eighty. But Tez showed up and showed out on Saturday night. So shout out to him. What'd you guys think of Tez? And then of course, just overall, I thought the match was put together perfectly. Shout out to, I know Abyss and I don't, I think it may have been Jamie Noble who was producers on that match, but they went 40 plus minutes and they told a ton of stories in that match. And it was some great spots in there. Everybody got some shine. Johnny. Hey, yes. Johnny showed up. He sure did. Which we knew he would. We, yeah. I, we, we talked about that last week, too, that, hey, we know he's going to show up, and that's why they have him in there. It was good to kind of see the old Johnny Gargano do something in there. Uh, but I thought every, everybody looked great. But what you guys think, just kind of around Montez and then, you know, Theory winning, uh, heading into WrestleMania? Just a round of applause for that match. There's really nothing else I can say other than this whole, I want to call it the spider monkey, but the whole climb up to the top and the the drop that Montez did onto everybody. Just how dangerous is that? I mean, how, he had to be, what, 20 feet up? I mean, that's so high. And then yeah. I don't want to steal anybody else's thunder. We'll talk about how the match, what happened after the end of the match. But again, he came out first off looking like a million bucks. I know, um... Ishan sure always did. talked about how okay these jerseys they cool but we need you to 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 step into what you're supposed to be your royal your regal and he came out looking fantastic I was so happy because the way he was at the rumble left me a, a, a really bad taste um, but he did show out so proud of Montez and I can't wait to see what's going to happen for him in the future yeah well a thousand percent yeah when I first saw Tez come out I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. When he had that gear, I'm like, that's what I need to see out of him, man. Yeah. Montez, Dawkins, Bianca, please. No more of them Kmart special jerseys. No more of them generic boys. <laughs> These men got to look like the kings as they are, man. That's yep. what Montez came out there. He had the crown on because he knew. Like, he came out there looking like a million bucks. He came out there looking like the next champion, single champion, right? He came out yeah. there looking great. And then not only did he come out there looking great, he wrestled great, man. Like you top to bottom throughout the entire match. He showed out. He showed everybody what he can do. Um, he has personality. He has the look. He got calves now. Hey, kudos to you, man. I got I hope he has like some kind of regimen or something like that. See how you can get calves. I ain't never had calves before either, man. So this man got the whole package right now. He doing his thing. Another person, um, I'm I'm personally high on. I like what they're doing with Bronson Reed, man. I yep. I like what they're doing with him. He's kind of you know, kind of not saying a whole lot, saying just enough. He's kind of wrestling like a big dude is supposed mm-hmm. to, right? I think one of the knocks he had in NXT, and I think one of the Vince's things is that he didn't wrestle like a dude his size. 
and then he sent it back down so he can get some kind of big man, quote-unquote, training or whatever. Well, hey, he learned it. You know, going to New Japan and leaving the company, what he came back, he has a whole different feel, whole different energy, brought a nice dynamic to that match. And, of course, Theory, the now and forever, man, he, he speaks <laughs> with such confidence now. Yeah. Like, yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? He reminds me, honestly... I don't I don't know what his trajectory is, right? How what his ceiling is. Um, but he reminds me of a like a very early like Seth Rollins. You know, when Seth Rollins started hitting his peak on the microphone and as a character and as a performer, he started hitting those little notches. That's what's that's what's, uh what Austin Theory's doing right now. He's starting to hit these little, you know, like notches, like, all right, I can talk now. Okay, now I can carry a segment. Okay, now I'm getting the ring, now I'm getting my look together. He's hitting all he's hitting all these different cylinders. Um, so it's just great to see. It was a great match. Um, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, we uh. So then, when Tez sold the curb stomp like he died, I'm like, <laughs> okay, we got some type of sh- we got some type of shenanigans happening. Yeah. Of course, anytime you open up the elimination chamber door, you got some happening. And we saw. I didn't expect Logan Paul. I was sitting there thinking, like, all right, well, like, what are they doing to get out of this? We know it's gonna be some type of shenanigans, but what are they doing? Logan Paul comes out. And of course, I am so glad that he is a heel and they're not trying to make him a face because he can lean into kind of just who he is. And that's an ass. You know what I mean? Right. Just that knows he's good and he is going yeah. to pick a fight with the biggest dog and just act like he's everything. He comes out, of course, hits Seth, interferes, and we get the one, two, three with um, Theory going over. So now we know it is going to be Seth and Logan Paul at WrestleMania. We talked about it a few weeks ago. I think this is the best spot for Seth to be in because that's going to be such a high-profile match in Hollywood with those reporters, with the camera crews and the TV shows and the and the interviews that Seth is going to do because he's going against a Logan Paul. I think that's going to do a ton for him outside of wrestling. I'm very excited for him in that spot. And I'm excited for us because, as I said, we know we're going to get a moment that is going to be one of the moments of WrestleMania weekend with them, probably something, who knows what, I I don't even want to start to to think about, you know, what that moment could be, but we know they're going to do something in that ring that's going to go viral 100%. So I I think they did everything like they should have. And to your point too, about Reed, his finisher is starting to get over. Every time he climbs to the top, you're starting to hear the crowd murmur more and more every single week. And that, that's what you need. You know, when the crowd starts reacting to a setup, for a move, yeah, you're doing something right. Yeah. So shout out to them. Then we get to the main event. Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns. I'm going to lay out on this one, and I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on just the match, everything about it. I had to watch the match twice. The first time around, I thought it was solid. I thought it was good. Um, but I'm really happy... I watched it back again because the first time I watched it, I was really, really exhausted and tired. Um, That second time around, it was very good. I really, really liked that match. Um, Again, I'm happy that Sammy did not win. Um, I did not want him to win. I don't know if we're going to go into talking about, you know, should he should he have won? No, I don't think he should have won. One, I don't believe in him as a champion. There's no knock against him. It's just his character. I don't believe him as a champion. And I would much rather see him as a tag champ um, with KO. But overall, being able to watch it a second time, I absolutely loved the match. Um, at first, I was like, oh, this is garbage. But it was so many factors into it. Um, I, that was the only match I watched on late Saturday night, and I was exhausted, but got two thumbs up for me. 
Yeah, it was a really good match. You know, one thing that um, I noticed right off the rip, because like I said, I was really out of it um, Saturday trying to watch the, the show. But man, like the crowd was waking me up. Like that crowd was buzzing. Fire. I fire. can't. Yeah, it was on fire. I can't think of another crowd. I might have said this before, but I can't. That was the hottest crowd for the uh, uh, main event for any match I've seen in a long time, man. And like you can just feel the energy like through the team. For WWE, we've seen those type of crowds for AEW main events, but absolutely for a WWE show minus Drew and Roman, which was in Cardiff. So it was same thing. It was in Drew's hometown. That was in mm-hmm. September. Take the I mean kind of like cheating. We say take that out. But if you include that, it was September. If you take that out though. It, it would have to be some type of, I mean, I'm trying to think, was there another Roman match that had that type of heat from the crowd? And I don't think so because Roman has really been teetering as the face in a, his run over the last year or so. You know, the acknowledge me piece gets more cheers than booze. The part I thought they missed on, I was waiting for him to grab that microphone and say acknowledge me in French. I thought that would have went over incredibly well during the match but they didn't do it that's so, beneath that, that man. but you no know, the thing about the AEW crowds like those are they're, they're always hot crowds but when you pan out and you see how huge that crowd was like how big it was from top to bottom making that like it just seemed like wow to me like it just was like I, like that's it was captivating for me just to mm-hmm. see like that huge of an arena like buzzing like that and they was there through it for it for every moment of that match um, the storytelling. I love hearing you no know, Roman, you know, kind of talking, you know, during the match. Some it, of the best remi- parts of his matches, man. Yeah, it's, you know, it kind of reminds it reminds me of like you know when you watch a movie, right? And it's like it's that fight scene, and then you know, like that villain is kind of like mm-hmm. antagonizing, you know, like the hero and kind of talking to him, and you know, all that. Like, cause I'm a big anime guy, right? So when you watch like a lot of anime, uh, like fights, like. Half the like the actual fights probably 15 minutes, but these dudes are talking to each other for like 25 30 <laughs> minutes, right? So, you got it's like episodes, like Dragon Ball Z back in the day, where these dudes have been talking for like 10 episodes, standing in the same spot. Like, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. It's like it's like kind of watching like a like a, a, a series, like a movie involving, and I love that. Um, so I just want to get right into it. Like, when we talk about like who should have won, I was perfectly fine either way, not because I'm not invested in seeing Roman lose or Sammy win. It's just that I'm super invested in seeing Cody at Mania. I, for me, I, I, that's what I want to see as a fan, as a fan of Cody. Um, man, I've been rooting for this guy forever. I want to see him get that championship. I want to see him do it for us and our daddies. I want to see him do it for Sonny and Dusty. That's what I, oh, I, I, that's, that's what I want. It's coming. That's what I want. Yeah, I, I, want to, I want him to do it for Dusty and Sonny. I want him to do it. So, but at the same time, though, like, man, Sammy kind of made you believe, like, he, yo, he got a chance. Like, when we talk about, like, ah, I think Roman's going to win because this is where they're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Sammy had a chance, a legit chance, right? And oh, that for sure he did, yep. Mm-hmm. That crowd was behind him. They wanted it. They wanted it real bad. So you could see it going that way. But I'm also not mad that Roman, you know, won because, damn it, he's hot, man. Like, he's, like... Going back to video games, right? My love, he is a hundred overall right now, right, man? Like it's it's hard. He's that super boss character that you gotta have a cheat code to beat right now, right? I don't know if Sammy had it, but damn it, it's a great ride. It's it's, it's great to watch. So 
What do you guys think? I know you want to lay out, Matt. What you think? So when so I watched this Saturday night. It was like one a.m. and I and I only watched the main event. I didn't watch the entire show. So we got home super late. I did watch it again Sunday. The match to me was much better Sunday than it was Saturday. Sammy comes out. I immediately know he's not winning. And it was how he looked. Nothing, of course, against how he looks. But he is the opposite of Cody Rhodes. Comes out with the long hair, bushy beard. I'm not going to say, like, dusty and, you know, whatever clothes. But he is not the pristine-looking champion that either Roman Reigns or Cody Rhodes is. He immediately comes out. I'm like, damn, this I've already know that he's a 0% chance that he's winning. So that was that, right? So I'm not taken out of the moment at all because we knew it was, if he had a shot, it was probably less than 10%. Watching the match, and this is me super nitpicking, and I know I'm probably going to come across maybe as an ass, and my apologies. Jerk. Roman <laughs> goes into what he always does, right? He is feeding into the crowd. Crowd is on Roman's head. Then Roman kind of flips to frowning or has like a worry look on his face. And I'm like, nothing happened, Roman. You knew the crowd was going to be on, on your back. Like the facials to me didn't make sense at that point from Roman. So once again, I am super nitpicking because my bar is so high from the rumble. This is the next part from the rumble to me. Um, match happens. Thought it was a awesome match in regards to one plus one is two. That match was the perfect example of when you're over, you don't have to do much to get a reaction. And they didn't do much in that match, but everything they did made sense. Everything they did had emotion to it. The false finishes were, I didn't buy into any of them. The crowd was on it like it was going to happen. And that's, that is what we want from wrestling, right? So Roman wins. Um, cool. Okay. I love the J piece. I thought yeah. that was fantastic. I did not see that coming. We all thought, hey, there's a chance Jay's going to show up. He's going to turn on Sammy. That gets us to the tag match at Mania. They didn't go that way, and I love it. There was a lot of discourse on Twitter about you left it up in the air. You shouldn't have. But we have 45 days until WrestleMania. If you give us everything at Elimination Chamber, what do the next month of TV look like? Now we're sitting there talking about, oh, man, they blew their load too soon. Man, like this, these weeks leading up to WrestleMania sucks, and now you go into the match. You don't even care because all the hype happened in February and not in March. So I love that part. Thought it was fantastic. Kudos to them for doing that. The part that I was kind of like, mm, KO comes out, gets a really nice reaction. We don't get any resolution. No hug, no handshake, no nothing between KO and Sammy. Once again, though, to what I just said, we have TV to build up to that. And they had an excellent segment on Raw Monday that I thought was awesome. Typical would be, hey, we both lost. Let's do it together. They hug. We got our WrestleMania tag team title match set already 30 days into it, and now what? They didn't go that way. Love that. So overall, of course, it absolutely was what it needed to be. I do want to go on a quick tangent, though. As much as I just said that I had some issues with it, super nitpicking. Of course, I stay off Twitter all night Saturday until I watched the entire preview on Sunday. So I didn't get anything spoiled Go on Twitter. And I understand these are all just pro AW anti WWE people. Okay. 
I'm seeing a ton of what do you expect from WWE? They never listen to their fans. What do you expect from WWE? Of course, they wouldn't pull the trigger on Sami Zayn winning the championship because that's what the fans want. Look at WWE always trying to manufacture moments and not give us real moments. All right, let me just say this. I know I shouldn't even feed into that. But let's not act like AEW is perfect when it comes to giving quote-unquote moments. Exhibit A, MJF should be a face right now. They are streaming uphill with MJF. Yep, did a fantastic job on Dynamite with another awesome promo with Brian. Cool. MJF should be a face. It was given to Tony Khan on a silver platter at the end of All Out. He had a chance again in full gear. Didn't do it. That's why so many people are indifferent to MJF from a heel perspective. Nobody wants to boo MJF anymore. MJF comes out last night to a massive pop, right? The the heel piece is not working from a emotional investment perspective. We are emotionally invested in Sami Zayn because we love Sami Zayn. We all want Sami Zayn to have the best that he can get. We are now starting to hate Roman Reigns, which is going to make the Cody match even bigger. If Cody does win at WrestleMania, all of that real estate that you gave to Roman Reigns is now to Cody Rhodes. You do not give that real estate to Sami Zayn. Okay, Sami Zayn wins Saturday night. What's, what's Sami Zayn's first feud? Cody Rhodes? Okay, so now we're going face versus face? That does nothing for Cody. Even Cody wins. Cody's getting booed if he fights Sami. That true. doesn't make sense That's at true. all. Okay, let's say we completely just blow up all the, the plans. We don't give Cody the main event for the title. I don't know what you do with Sami. Who is Sami's first title defense against? What is his first program? Kevin Owens? Okay, no, because Kevin Owens is the face. Uh, Jimmy Uso? No, that doesn't make sense. It does, none of that makes sense, right? Just like the same way in September when people were really banging the drum on Drew. And yes, any other time, Drew needs and deserves to be champion. Okay, for people who just are still hung up on that, because I saw that a lot too Saturday. Oh, man, or Sunday. You know, they didn't listen to the fans with Drew. They didn't do it again with Sammy. Okay, geniuses. You put the belt on... Drew, back in September, what is Drew's first feud? And more importantly, where does this bloodline storyline go, if that's the case? The story works because they have the belts. It works because Roman is the universal champion and has been for two-plus years. That is the story. When he loses, that's when you get the next part of the story. And you don't just all of a sudden shotgun him losing a month before your biggest show of the year because... Sammy's gotten over. Did we forget this is predetermined? Did we forget we can revisit Sammy <laughs> in the title in April, in May, in June, in July, in August? So that was, I got so irritated. I know I shouldn't because one thing I said, these are the people that are so, and it's, it works the other way too. There are people that are just so pro WWE and AEW can't do anything right. And I love looking on Twitter today. Shout out to AEW for getting a million viewers last night for dynamite awesome but i stuff. love seeing that because you listen to the i don't watch anything but wwe fans that's you know spew that toxicness over the last week aw was dead to rights they're folding and as we can see they're not you also see that nba has a much bigger piece to the competition for aw fans and i think we knew that was their biggest uh rating since october Ironically, wow. like right when NBA season first started, 
So we talked about it. You talk about it a lot. Like, man, there's a lot of casual AEW fans that tune in depending on if there's nothing else on or they kind of watch something else. I think we got an answer last night. From a, a card perspective, there wasn't a ton on that show that you would say, I have to tune in to watch. They cracked a million. They were number one in cable, I think by far, last night. So, so shout out to them. But I just, I, I just had to say that because it, it really bothered me on Sunday. And I was going to go hard and be Twitter fingers and, you know, have a 5,000-worded tweet out there. But I'm like, no, I'll wait for the podcast. But people got to relax. I think that Triple H has done enough to where we should, I don't want to say trust, his process, but I'm going to say trust the process. Trust that this story with Sammy is going to turn out right. Trust that the story with the bloodline is going to turn out right. Now, if it doesn't, of course, we can get on here, trash it, and say, man, they should have done this, they should have done that. I do have a feeling, though, that is not going to happen at WrestleMania or right around that time. All right. Whew. That was a lot there, Matt. hope you feel a little bit better getting that off. Um... I do. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I guess the, the problem that I, I face, and I'm not on Twitter as much as you are, it is the whole, you can't be critical, and I'm not saying hater, but being critical on one of the products without being called, oh, you're, that, you're a hater of that. I think just overall, we've kind of been a little bit harder on AEW um, over the last month or two. Because I think they have a lot of opportunities, but it's not because we're AEW haters. We were there day one. You know, that's something I, I'm very proud of. I'm telling people about AEW is that next big thing that's out there that's going to rival, rival WWF because people don't know about WWE. So right. it, it, it hurts me or it bothers me because the moment I say something bad about AEW, now I'm an AEW hater. No, I still invest my time in watching Dynamite. Heck, we've done been to how many? AEW shows in the last year and a half, two years. It's like, I, I support them more than you do. You know, like, get out of here. Yeah, like, you know exactly. I mean? like- <laughs> I, I, my bank account is all empty because I every time they're here, we're going to see them. So, again, I think that's the, that's the problem that irritates me. It's like you can't say something about one company without you sounding like a hater. And that's just not it. I mean, we're, we're, we're fans, just like with soap operas. People could talk about soap operas all the time. You know, you had your Channel 7 and your Channel CBS or whatever. I know different regions of the states had different channels, but it was kind of like that. It, it's okay. You don't have to hate the other side. We're just being critical. And none of us can actually do what they do in the ring anyway. So let's be honest there. But I'll at get off my tangent we're now. We're all fans, right? No, we're all mm-hmm. fans at the end of the day. Yep. <clears throat> Man, I know we's moving on WB so quick, though. But, hey, one last thing, and I'll jump on the, the bandwagon as well. With the, the Sammy storyline, mm-hmm. like, uh, they're, they're they're telling like, some additional stories right now, right? Because the story right now with Sammy is what's going on with him and KO, right? Like, can they get together? Can they figure it out? Can they get on the same page and move forward? What's going to happen with Jay? Where does Jay fit in in all of this, right? So I think there's still like some some storyline elements that's going to be intriguing for Sammy. And that's the thing is that it doesn't have to be a match with the titles on the line to keep people emotionally invested in him. It could be an emotional story that you get invested behind Sammy. That's ultimately what it was, right? You're 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 invested with Sammy because of the story. Right. And the character that he's he's been playing. But it's going back to like the you know, like the trolls online or if they are even trolls, you know, look, people are people, man. And you know, that's what I always kinda of think. And people love wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, you love wrestling, right? You mm-hmm. and you're passionate 
and, and, and you feel it. And it's, it's human nature to feel like, you know, you're, you're part of something and you're, this is my team. These are my guys. Right. So like AEW came along for a lot of people, just like me, maybe, maybe Matt to where I was so low in WWE. I honestly, I almost contemplated like stop watching wrestling. I, that's how down I was getting on wrestling. I couldn't a find, you know, ROH. I couldn't find yeah. a lot of different things to watch. And honestly, I just didn't have time to find all the other stuff that you can watch. I just didn't have mm-hmm. the time. And, you know, but along comes AEW. A, also, NXT still was there doing its thing. But I felt oh, right. like... Well, no, but, but even to your point with NXT, they took that and ran with it. We enjoyed NXT more than we did WWE. Sure did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I, I started watching WWE. I would watch, watch NXT. Um, but, you oh, know, NXT on Wednesdays. To, oh, yeah. yeah. It's easy for people <laughs> to kind of feel like, all right, AEW is the... the the company that saved my passion for wrestling. So I'm a ride or die with it. And people, when they get passionate about things, they don't like to hear like any, like any kind of negativity. And they take that personally, you know, like, right. Like, Hey, you know, Hey, Hey, as friends, we've done that. I remember uh, Matt and I were talking about some show and I forget what it was, but Matt thought it was the best AEW show he saw in his whole life. Maybe the best wrestling show he saw in a long time. And, (laughs) I said, oh, yeah, it was a good show. What do you mean it was a good show? It was a great show. You don't see what I seen, E. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I said it was a good show. What do you want me to say? It wasn't just a good show. You obviously, I feel bad that you're such a cynical fan. I'm like, bro, I can't, like. Oh, no, you're I, de- you, were, I can't. you were definitely a cynical fan. Anybody who listens to this podcast can tell you are a cynical <laughs> fan. Absolutely. Abs- absolutely. Listen to them back. Absolutely. I'm, I'm the only guy out of the three of us who's actually going to watch ROH to pay, okay? So I'm a cynical <laughs> fan. Of course I am. All right. So we we can keep that narrative. But anyway, but again, this you know, but that's how people get passionate about things. People love what they love, right? And sometimes people feel like they like they got to protect something. They got to put the cape and they got to put the mask on. That's not what it's about. Like for me, it's I, I love AEW. Like, but at the same time, I'm starting to realize that I have an expectation of like, hey, let me appreciate it for what it is. It's going to be great matches, good to great matches, and they're going to have some awesome moments occasionally, right? So let me enjoy that for what it is. Now, over time, if it can be grow beyond that for me, great. But um, I think that wrestling fans in general, you know, like we should just love wrestling. We should never root for WWE or AEW or any of those promotions to go out of business. I want AEW to continue to succeed. I wanted to, you know, get a, a million uh, this week. I wanted to get a, a million point one next week and a million point three, then five, whatever, because that's better for the health of the business. It's better for the fans. It's better for the wrestlers to have options. And that's the biggest things we need. Biggest thing we need in wrestling. That's what AEW provides us is it gives us a, a, an alternative, something that we can go to. For me, I said it before, like I would love that if, Def, if Dolph Ziggler left WWE and went to AEW. Let that man get a fresh canvas so he can promote his art on TV. You know, let him get somewhere else so he can get out of the machine, reinvent himself, and show why 10 years ago I thought he was the next best thing. Um, You know, like, so definitely as fans, we need to come together. We need to stop dividing each other. But that's just the world, right? We need to, people in general need to stop dividing each other and come together, right? Right. That is true. 100%. Yep. So... We come out of Elimination Chamber, and now we do know it's official. We are getting Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Uh, real quick, I did get a message on Twitter from friend of the show, Brandon James. So shout out to Brandon James on Twitter. And he uh, said, hey, got a question for you guys. That would be cool to hear your thoughts on the podcast. His question was, 
Will Roman versus Cody be Roman's best singles match at WrestleMania? Let me go over Roman's matches at WrestleMania, then I'll throw it to you guys if this match is going to be his best singles match at WrestleMania. His first one was The Shield versus Sheamus, Randy Orton, and Big Show. That was WrestleMania 29. Well, that's not a singles match. Yeah, that's not a singles match, though, either. Yeah. What you say? Uh, His first singles match was WrestleMania 31. That was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar when Seth cashed in. In Santa Clara, right? Okay. Next one. Yep. Next one was 32 in Dallas. Roman Reigns versus Triple H for the WWE Championship. After that, it was Orlando, WrestleMania 33. Roman Reigns versus Undertaker. No holds barred. After that, it was New Orleans, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar for the championship at WrestleMania 34. Then it was New York, WrestleMania 35, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. That was after he came back from leukemia. Uh, Then he took off a year because of COVID. Then he went WrestleMania 37, which was Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge in a triple threat match. We'll count that one because it's for the title. And then last year, of course, we had the unification match of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 38. Uh, when he said that, I said, I already got my answer. And I'm going to say, this is a cheat answer. I'm going to say from an emotional investment, 1,000%, this is going to be his best match. I don't know, though, if it's going to be better than the first Brock match at 31. That, to me, was one of the best main events in WrestleMania history. The brutality. Brock made him earn everything in that match. That was a match where Brock basically just destroyed him. Roman kept getting up, kept fighting from underneath, kept fighting from underneath. And, of course, we know Seth came in and cashed in. But that would be the only match out of that entire list I would say, yeah, that match probably could be better than him and Cody. But I think him and Cody would absolutely be number two if that match is number one. What do you guys think? Thanks for that callback on what happened in that match. Um, Answer is no. And the reason why is purely because I don't care so much for Cody's style of wrestling. So I already know Uh, Roman wrestles a little bit slower, but that's, that's nothing new. I've always been that way. I'm a spot girl. I like high flying moves. I like it fast. And Roman goes slow. Roman always tells a story in his main event spot. Cody absolutely tells a story. Um, so to me, no, I don't think that's going to be his um, best singles match from my perspective because that style of match to me, I don't think is going to be my cup of tea. But now that you call back everything that happened in Santa Clara with, with Brock and Roman, yeah, no, that that was his, probably he's going to be his best match for a while. Okay. Hey, what do you think? Man, speaking of cup of tea, man, look, I got this new positive energy um, tea has like a hint of tangerine or something. Oh man, it's mm, mm, make you mm. feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Oh, it, hey, I am <laughs> a little too warm in here. I'm like, I was looking at the the nest, like, man, how what is the air, the heat on? What's going on down here? Um, but so, all right, so uh, you you know, I'm a huge Cody guy. I, I think everyone knows that by now. But Cody's matches aren't what I love about him. It's the character stories, the promo. Um, and I, I love that he tells stories in his matches, but you know, he reminds me of, um, you know, like Jeff Jarrett does a lot in his matches. It's like a bag of tricks type of a deal, um, with okay. his matches. It's a lot of smoke, some smoke and mirrors, a lot of stuff happening in the matches that makes it kind of busy. Um, so do I say that might be Roman's best match? I don't know. But however, 
maybe the two of them can come together to collaborate with their style and create a great storied encounter, right? Like, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, rest hold, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a Daniel Bryan type of a match when you see these dudes, you know, throwing arm bars, doing all these different crazy different moves. But I think when it comes to actually telling the story in the ring, I think it's none better than two of them. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a great match. It's going to be one of their best matches. I don't know about that, but I think it's going to be a very, very entertaining match. Absolutely. So then if, if it's not that one, which one out of that list do you have as your top one for Roman? Maybe probably one of the, the Brock match. I think that was one of, because honestly, I'm trying to think of honestly, like, so much like Rock and Stone Cold back in the day, like I was, mm -hmm. I can't really pick out like my favorite match that they was in. Like it wasn't, the, it wasn't about the matches for me as the character that made a memorable. Um, it was it was everything else, right? Like I, they delivered in the main events, but it wasn't a specific match that I could point to. Say, hey, that was my favorite Rock match, or that was my favorite Stone Cold match. And that's kind of the same way I feel about Roman and much of Rock's match. I can't point to a one that was my favorite because there wasn't anything specific that I remember I can I can recall that I could point to and say, oh, that's it. Um, but I would say, yeah, your example that Brock and Roman match definitely was a good one. I know okay. Roman's worst yeah, he, um, Mania match. Which one? Which Triple one would you H. Say? I have mine. No, I actually think yeah. I actually yeah. think um the Taker one. Yep. And I yeah. think the Taker one. I think I think last year with Brock was a close second to his worst. We were all there too, right, for the Undertaker match. Was that where was that in, was that in Florida? That was in New, New Orleans? No. No, that was no, that was Florida, right? That was Florida. That was Orlando. Yeah. That was Orlando. It was Orlando. Yeah. Yep. It was Orlando. Uh so Brandon, thanks for the question. Hit me up and let me know your answer. He didn't put his answer in the message, he said uh, his match versus Edge and Daniel Bryan was awesome, but that was a triple threat. Taking a look at his other WrestleMania main events, the matches and feuds leading up to WrestleMania were very just okay. The Rock not being able to compete might just be a WrestleMania blessing for Roman in that it most definitely would have been huge, but the match quality would not have been great. So hit us up and let me know your answer, Brandon, because I'll be interested to see what you think. And anybody else, if you have questions, hit us up at uh, on Twitter at That's FNW, and we will definitely use them in the future podcasts. Before we Thanks, move Brandon. on to, for sure, uh, before we move on to uh, anything else you guys may have from, like, Raw or WWE, I got to give my Black History moment. Black History Month is almost over, unfortunately. Uh, and you guys gave your awesome moments over the last couple of podcasts. So, of course, I'm going to give mine today. I alluded to it last week, what mine is, and it is Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, which we were also in the building for. And for me, that moment was just so special because we were in the building with our son, Little Matt. And Matt Jr., at the time, he was 12 years old. And I remember just seeing his reaction when the three count hit and just knowing, like, once again, it's not normal for black wrestlers to have the top spot in any national promotion. Of course, we've already made really big strides since then. We've seen Big E. I mean, you know, there, there's been a lot. We see Jade in AEW. We see Bianca now. And like, so now we have people that we can kind of point to. But even just, you know, what was that, five years ago, four years ago? It wasn't like that, you know, especially mm -hmm. in WWE, right? We've seen them in other promotions, but in WWE, that really wasn't the thing. So to be able to kind of experience that in that moment, you know, as a family was pretty fantastic. 
So that was uh, my Black History moment. Thought it was super cool, but awesome job to all of us for having great Black History moments. And hopefully it continues to where it is not that big of a deal for there us to go. have to talk about there we go. what big deals it is because of the color of somebody's skin. Uh, we're, you know, he kind of, you said earlier, we're all people. Yes, we're always going to have some type of pride in whatever you are, whoever you are. But mm-hmm. when we have to kind of like point and pick because things happen so minute, there's an issue, right? So awesome stuff there, guys. Thank you guys for sharing, of course, yours over the last couple of weeks. What else you guys got for WWE? Um, actually, I don't think I have anything left for WWE right now. So, Ishan, what you got? What else you got for WWE before we pivot to something else? Just another uh, great Cody segment with uh, Paul Heyman. Hey, that Paul Heyman segment kind of it kind of stretched for a minute. Mm. <laughs> but, mm. but at the end, they're like, mm. he's like, but you know, Roman Reigns is a happily married man. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what you gonna say, man? I'm like, man, look, hey, that's what we need on WWE TV after Mania. We need Heyman and Roman's corner. We need Brandy in Cody's corner. We need open Mike Knight back in WWE, right? We need. I need to hear Brandy say, I can't say the words. You know what I'm saying? Because it, yeah, it, it hit too hard. Yeah, I can't can. say it. She said I, it. I, I think the kids are still up. I can't say it. <laughs> oh, gotcha. All right. But, man, like, <laughs> open mic night. Paul Heyman, let's do this. I did <laughs> not think that segment was good. <laughs> I what? Yeah, I didn't. I, I just thought it, it, it felt forced and it wasn't needed. Um, it doesn't make sense. I mean, what was the point? Okay, so that I get Heyman's point of, hey, you sure you want this? You're going to be away from your family. I got, I got that part. But it kind of was just like, hmm. It's just, I mean, I, I I thought it was just a swing and a miss. Of course, not a killer at all. They'll pick it up this week, I'm sure. But when I was watching, I was like, this is this feels a little forced. A little bit. She's, she's coming back. She's back. You see the oh, that's fine. Right if, if that you whole thing was all in? about just getting Brandy back, okay. But there's not another female in the bloodline like that would be cool if it was but Naomi's coming back come on we we got the whole thing but hey here's the thing though I'm I'm saying all this as a joke I love Brandy right bring Brandy back when it's time for Cody to turn heel because if Brandy come out there she gonna get that man booed (laughs) (laughs) so like so let's let's save let's save Cody for the heel turn you mean say Brandy Brandy yep I'm down with that Brandy for the heel turn what did you think about that segment, Rhodesia? Same thing. I thought that when um, Cody started talking and Paul Heyman interrupted him, I thought that was cool. It just felt forced. The lasting memory of that segment was that line about, well, I'm not. And it made me feel like, why? So Brandy's that um, soft of a woman or that weak of a woman that she's going to let this guy take care of her being Paul Heyman. She's a strong black, you know what, <laughs> she said about herself. So to me, I just thought, like you said, y'all, y'all just... That was a little. That was hey, a little bit too much. She ain't got a black. She she ain't got a black belt, but she a black. <laughs> right, you know, because she said she, she, she had bars. She had bars. <laughs> Bar. So shout out. Yeah, shout out it wasn't needed. It wasn't needed. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I felt. 
Yeah. But no harm, no foul. We move on right. to tomorrow night right. on SmackDown and next Monday, and we'll be back right back on course. Uh, so a couple of things I did want to share. So last weekend, of course, we talked about it. Rhodesia and I was at Warrior Wrestling. If you are anywhere close to the Chicago area, check out Warrior Wrestling. It is a great time. Uh, that crowd that showed up in Chicago was fantastic. They were hot all night. I, I do want to share just two quick funny stories. So I was working the audio uh, cues for that night, you know, intro music, uh, outro music, wrestlers music, et cetera, et cetera. And table's already set, so we're good to go. For we open doors. Uh, we have Fan Fest, you know, it's two hours before. You come in, you meet all the wrestlers. So I'm sitting at the table, and we're starting to move the table. I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe this is just, like, out of wrong camera shot, you know, or something like that. So I'm helping move the table. And I'm like, why are we moving the table? And uh, Steve, who puts everything together, shout out to Steve. He's like, I just talked to KC Navarra, and uh, he wants Cage to put him through the table with a powerbomb from the balcony. And I'm like, you heard what? that. You heard that right. <laughs> and of course, so I look up to see the balcony. It's probably about 12 feet high. But Cage wasn't there yet. His flight didn't get into like 530. He's like, yeah, so but Cage isn't here yet. So we have to wait till Cage gets here to, so they can kind of talk it over. And I'm like, OK, so first night of me working audio and we're about to do a table spot through the table right here. Right. Table spot goes great. Gets a fantastic reaction. Awesome. That was super cool. Then we get the main event. And I've talked about Vikingo before. This man is ridiculous. And it is so cool just to watch the wrestlers respond to him. You know, the moves that he does that really gets them popping. It's like you can tell that they all just love him. But he's in a four-way in the main event. Now, the only person that I know in this four-way is Vikingo. It is Aramis, Taurus, Arrow Boy, and then Vikingo. So I have a run sheet, right, that just tells me the match order. And, hey, if we got a promo that we may do, if we don't have a promo, we may do whatever the case may be. But this run sheet does not have winners and losers on it. Right, so I, you got to be on your game, right? If it's a DQ finish, a countout finish, submission, whatever, <laughs> whoever wins, you got to be ready with the button. I know where this is and going. I see these guys come <laughs> out, and I'm like, if anybody but Vikingo wins this main event, I am effing up their music because I have no <laughs> idea who's who. And luckily, Vikingo won, so I had his music on deck. But I was like, well, worst case scenario. I just hit him with the tap, tap, my bad. And like, maybe Vikingo comes back in the ring and they do a handshake or something like that. Luckily he won. He's still a uh, warrior champion. I think he's also triple A champion. So he had both yeah. belts there. He's be- they're back in March, actually in Grand Rapids. So I think it's March 25th. So if you guys are from the Michigan area, you can make it to the show. You will not be disappointed. I know Casey's back on the show. Um, Eddie Kingston is on the show. Uh, they have a lot of AEW talent that comes in, but it is a super fun time. They run once a month, but I thought those those two stories was definitely worth sharing from Saturday night. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um, AEW. Isha, I know you brought up something a couple days ago surrounding Ariel Hawani and Tony Khan. What did you have that you wanted to bring up around their spat on Twitter a few days ago? And real quick, start yeah, from like the beginning of- because I don't know what, what what happened. So please start from the beginning. Okay, sure. Because um, I really just want to talk to you guys about it. I felt like it just was fascinating. And that's one of the things we don't get to do as friends a lot of times is actually talk about 
like stuff that's happening in wrestling. Uh, sometimes we try to save it for the pod, then we don't even right. use it. Um, but so um, Tony Khan, this is Matt. You got to help me out with the dates because I don't have them in front of me. But this is okay. maybe six months ago. Um, Tony Khan was on Arrow Ronnie's uh, channel. Um, was it the MMA Hour? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, he was on there uh, probably about three or four months ago. Three or four and, months ago. Yep. And if you guys don't know, Ariel Hawani is a big MMA reporter, interviewer. He's in that space, right? So he had some issues with Dana White back in the day. Dana White basically barred him from any UFC fights. He's kind of, you know, done more of integration himself. He's still in MMA big time, uh, but he's also done a lot now in pro pro wrestling. So, of course, this is, if you don't know who this is, he is the guy that was on SmackDown on Friday in the crowd doing those interview shots. He did the promo package for Elimination Chamber. He was also on Elimination Chamber. Um, so when Tony Khan was on his show, Ariel was asking the quote unquote hard questions. Hey, what happened in Brawl Out backstage at All Out with your fight? And everything that he was kind of asking around that, Tony was like, sorry, I can't answer it. Hey, how's yeah. he important? I, I got, sorry, a, I can't I got a quote here too from uh, Ariel. So this is what he said, Rodiz. He said, um, this is after the interview. Um, he said, he talking about Tony, he didn't want to answer anything. If you're going to come on to promote X, Y, and Z, great. I'll play that dance with you. And I did at the beginning. Um, but you, you got to give us something to not even tell us how you're feeling. I'm not asking for specifics. All right, fine. I am. But Punk is going to wrestle for you. <laughs> is he coming back? If you don't want to get into that, fine. But at least tell me how you're feeling. Give me something. Right? So after an interview, um, Rhodesia, and this was, I actually was surprised by this myself. Like, um, Ariel probably, he pretty much said this was like the worst interview he's ever done was with Tony. Um, it was awkward. And, no, it was awkward. Even when they first started, Ariel kind of was like, I thought you didn't like it. Was it was awkward exchange. Very so awkward. wait, Tony do was we, like, what was makes it, you, makes you think that? Could we see it? Like regular people could see it? Was it like out there? Oh yeah. It's on YouTube okay. right now. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll send <laughs> okay. it to you. Yeah. I'll okay. send it to you after the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that's that's why I want to get into you guys about the interview. Um, but yeah, so Tony, uh, so Ariel said it was the worst interview he's ever done, and so he pretty much did like a segment on his show, just talking about how bad the interview was, and you know how, you know Tony didn't want to he didn't want to answer any of the questions, and at the end of the day, if you don't want to answer, it's fine, but at least have a prepared statement uh, around it. Sure. So yeah. fast forward until like uh, what was it last week, last Friday, you so know, last Friday. Ariel. Yep. Pops up on SmackDown. He's he's doing like a crowd shot. He's you no, know, he's kind of promoting uh, the match, promoting SmackDown. And so soon after that, Tony Khan goes on Twitter and he adds Ariel. He says, "You're a fraud. You're as legitimate as a reporter as at Tony Giovanni 24." Why he dressing on me, his I'm own employee? That's what was strange to me, right? So that was yeah. I think that was tongue in cheek. <laughs> Right. Okay. That was tongue in cheek. Yeah. Him calling yeah, so like, I don't think it was. Yeah. <laughs> and so so check this out, Rody. Rody just so Ariel, this is I guess via his words, this is like hours later. Um Ariel re- re- replies back. Thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Also, don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my book. Is that Tony why Khan he's so hyped? Back. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tony Khan replies back, good luck with the unbiased journalism. Fast forward, did you watch the Elimination Chambers 
Arrow had a, a, another spot in the crowd. And Michael Cole says, <laughs> he mentioned something along the lines. What's the line? Actually, I don't have the line. What, was, what did he say? When he, he basically, uh, so yeah, so he's like, here's Ariel Hawani. That's when he was with GSP in the crowd. George St. Pierre, which is a legend yeah. in the MMA. And he's space. from Canada. Fighter. And yeah. yeah, Cole shoots them. They, you know, they're being shot on camera. And Cole says something to the fact of, and there's Ariel Hawani, who is going to ask the hard-hitting questions, whether you answer <laughs> it or not. And of course, they talk about that they're in the back after that high-fiving each other, you know, saying how cool it was, how awesome it was. Kid stuff. Uh, but I digress. Go ahead, Ishan. But no, like, so my thing was, that's a, a lot of drama I didn't expect. Number one, so that, number one, like, to be honest with you, Rodish, when I when I saw the interview, there was a very awkward exchange between the two of them because I think, you know, Eric was just trying to say, yo, I, I didn't think you liked me. You know, I tried to get you on the show. And Tony's trying to play it like, you're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, right? And he seemed like he's kind of trying to play it off like he didn't want to talk about it, like there was something going on, but he didn't want to get to it. But Eric was like, yo, if there was something up, just, just talk about it, just get out the way, let's move on. Tony didn't want to have any parts of it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So it seemed really awkward. But for me, the, the interview didn't seem as bad as Ariel made it out to be. Now, listen to his side of the story, I do recall, you know, it seemed like Tony didn't want to answer a lot of the questions. He only really wanted to come on and promote the show. Um, he didn't want to say anything about the the, the, the brawl. Um, and you know, in, in some ways, I'm thinking, you know, maybe he can't, you know, from a, a legal A legal perspective, yeah. Well, maybe that, that maybe he, he said. That Maybe he, he couldn't, right? right? But, you know, Ariel's thing was like, well, you can't even tell me how you're feeling about the whole thing. You can't even give me anything. You don't have a prepared statement about that. You just want to say, no, I don't want to talk about it. And I guess he was just saying, from, from his perspective, I guess dealing with other personalities, they would have gave him a little bit more information. Maybe not into the investigation, but maybe give him a little more insight, insight into other things. So, for me, when I was watching this in a vacuum, it didn't seem like the worst interview that he may have had. So I feel like that was kind of over-exaggeration. And then two, I don't know if it's professional for him to come on like a week later and so and just totally bash the interview and say, and, and in a lot of ways saying, hey, you know, Tony, I don't want you back on the show again. Like, that's what you're doing. Like, you're insulting this man, saying it's the worst interview. Like, I guess you have no plans to bring this guy back at all. So I felt like that was a little unprofessional of him. And then for me... You know, and Ariel said it in an interview. He was like, man, look, Tony's admitting that he's watching SmackDown. Like, right? And why in that moment do you feel like it's like that you need to bash me on Twitter and let everyone know that, hey, I'm watching SmackDown and I'm going to bash you and bash my guy. <laughs> you know, like, because like he, he gave, he gave like a, like a Tony Schiavone kind of like a, a hit and run kind of shot. You know, trying to, you know, nail Ariel. So I just felt like the whole thing was kind of, almost absurd like i just like man like what's what are these guys doing out here man these are made men out here you know tony khan's a billionaire running the company man what you doing throwing random shots for no reason just because this man living his his life on tv like what's what's really popping what did you think about that <laughs> so what i take what i take out of all this is that he's a coke user is that what snowman means yeah absolutely it is. <laughs> that's the only thing it can mean Right, like, well, that, that yeah. makes sense when he comes out. Well, he yeah. hasn't done the last few AEW shows that we've been to, uh, but he used to come out at the end of Dynamite before the taping of Rampage, doing the oh, Michael tight. Jackson ha 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 all over and over yeah. over again. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. 
He was doing what? Was that like your James Brown impression? <laughs> it's my Mike Jackson oh, wow. impression. Okay, but I, I didn't want to stand it. up because they can't see me standing up doing the Michael well, I mean, Jackson you're short song. enough. Well, it's close. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, close. so he you know was what? out you of line. You should do a show standing up. Actually, no, you should do an entire show standing up <laughs> and doing those okay. dance moves. You're I, you know, seeing, wait, time out, time out. You moment of the week. Time out, time out. I actually was about to start the show standing up because I have one of these desks that you can bring it all the way up. And then I had a high chair and I said, but just my luck, I'm going to fall out of the chair <laughs> and everything else is going to fall down with me. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be phenomenal. So, so I mean, I'm sitting down content. now. That's, that's phenomenal. Shout out to all of our five feet and under wrestling fans. Gang, we gang. appreciate you. We don't really see you because you're really, go. really short, but we see you spiritually and emotionally. Uh, I think all of his all funny games besides like the snowman piece. I, I think that's kind of crossing the line a little bit, especially because he's a deep. professional journalist. Some people would bark back and say, well, it's also not right for you to call a professional journalist a fraud. But I think it's funny games. I think all that's funny games to you talk about somebody being a drug user. Yeah. Right. But I thought it was all good. I thought him calling him a fraud was good. I thought Ariel punching back was good. I enjoyed Michael Cole's remark on Sunday. <laughs> That's the fun. That's what this is what wrestling is. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, WCW was giving out results on TV, right? We know that's been documented. There's so much back and forth that I think comes with it. That's super fun. And I thought that was all fun. But I do think like calling him Snowman, unless like maybe Tony Khan is like the biggest young Jeezy fan in, in the world besides <laughs> me. And that's what he mean by Snowman. <laughs> Other than that, I thought that was, I thought that was a little out of line. But when you were a billionaire, isn't that like the the drug of choice? Maybe, but do you just like say that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Tony probably wasn't even mad. He probably said, he probably said, yep, I do get the best kind too. <laughs> he would have responded with that. He would have shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> he would have shut it down. Shout out to TK. Just doing what he got to do to get through the day. I appreciate you, man. That's crazy talk though. Um, speaking of TK and AEW, we talked about the big rating last night, which was good to see. They also announced their new TV show, which is starting in March. They also, Spectrum Cable, not them, has the date of June 24th picked for Forbidden Door, which is super, super cool. I am hoping it, of course, is in Chicago again so we can go to that but that is allegedly going to be june 24th it's also cool because that's a saturday so that's awesome we love saturday pay-per-views more than sunday but that's june 24th more to come on that let's go to the tv show that they announced so tony khan said he had an important announcement over the weekend on twitter and then they you know used it last night e let me start with you on this because radija probably is indifferent on it Said it was an important announcement. Didn't say big, didn't say major, said important. When they said important to me, I knew it had to do something with the business piece of it. And so I knew it wasn't a uh, talent signing. I didn't think it was anything regarding uh, the product as is. And he announced new TV show, or Adam Cole announced, new TV show called, I think, AW All Access, where it's kind of like behind the scenes peak around the lives of some of the wrestlers. And then Adam Cole kind of doubled down on that and also said, hey, and also, too, that same night, I'm returning to the ring, which is so super awesome for him to be able to come back after having those horrendous injuries. But 
what do you think about the announcement? Did you even care what the announcement was? Did you feel like it was a letdown? Was it kind of what you thought? Just give me your thoughts on that. You know what? I, I, I didn't expect anything big for me as a fan. Um, I didn't know what it was, but I, I, feel, I feel like if it was going to be something that was going to be huge or groundbreaking, I feel like it would have been a little bit of scuttlebooty around it, and we kind of would have heard about it. So I had no idea what it was. Um, I'm not interested in that show, but I, I'm great for the opportunity because I think we we're reading an article where, uh, what did I say? It was uh, one of the gentlemen from TBS said that uh, AEW brings in 4 million views viewers um, on TBS, and I think mm-hmm. that's huge. Um, if this is another way to get AEW more revenue, um, I'm all for it. Because uh, now this doesn't appeal to me, but I think there's a lot of fans that might be interested. I didn't watch the Cody uh, uh, show either. Um, this is not my cup of tea. Um, but if this is something that's going to bring them more eyes to their product, it's going to bring more revenue to that product. I'm all for it. For me, the biggest news out of Adam Cole's um, appearance is that he's coming back. I thought that was phenomenal. And when I was listening to him talk, I'm like, man, he's just such a great talker. He's such a great personality. Like he's just a great spokesperson for that company. I was just really, really I was more excited for his in-ring debut than actually announcement itself, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, I'm all for it, man. Like if it, it sounds like it's a positive for the company, and I'm all for the positives. I'm gonna it? say I'm gonna say the latter part first. Absolutely, I'm so happy he's gonna be able to get back in the ring. When these wrestlers go out for injuries. It's like their life is over. And I don't mean it, you know, to be hyperbole, but for a lot of them, this is this is their everything. Even over family, I hate to say it. This is everything to them. So when they're able to get back in the ring, I'm so happy. Okay, now that that statement is done. As far as this all access, I'm kind of confused on exactly what it's going to be. Is it going to be just more kind of insight between each characters and behind, you know, the state behind stage? Or is it more like a reality show? Well, I guess that would still be a reality show, but more like a scripted reality show. Regardless, either way it is, I'm actually really excited about it because if I'm going to be able to see, like, what was the name of those shows? It will be The Road to Blank. It would come on, like, Friday or Saturday before the pay-per-view. And I always love those when they, you know what I'm talking about, right? The Road to Full Gear Mm -hmm. or The Road to whatever. I always loved those because it gave me another look of this person. And, again, when you're a new company trying to develop talent and you want people to to be engaged and, and, and fall in like or fall in love or fall in the hate with these people, you kind of want to have that extra bit that you can't really show on television. So for me, I like it. That's one more hour of wrestling I'm going to have to watch per week. Um, but I'll, I'll figure it out. But again, I'm happy, really, really happy about that announcement. Two thumbs up for me, for Adam Cole and for the show. The Adam Cole piece is great. And I also think mm-hmm. it's interesting that it is in March. We talked about pay-per-view cycles last week. That means that Revolution pay-per-view cycle is over. We are going to be on the march to Double or Nothing in May, and he's coming back. Unless there is a personal feud that he needs to get to, how you don't get him into the world title picture really quick is beyond me. He is going to have the crowd support. That's going to be fantastic to watch. I thought uh, with the announcement, I was... As a fan of uh, AEW, it was great because by him saying important announcement, that tells me from a business perspective, it's important. So we saw, to what you talked about, E, about uh, the press release that said that they're getting 4 million 
viewers on Wednesday night due to AEW. So for Tony Khan to say that this is an important announcement, that means that this is stamping their relationship with Warner Brothers. Another piece of content, another TV show, which is going to be great for them down the line. So that is fantastic. I think that from a just a fan of wrestling in regards to take the business part out. It's cool. Yeah, it wasn't needed in terms of tweeting it out that he has an important announcement and then teasing it during the show. You know what I mean? Like you could have done that as a press release, but that tells me even more how important it is to the business model in the business of AEW that they made it such a big deal. And I mean, I, th- I thought it was cool that Adam Cole made the announcement, but even that I was kind of like, well, you could have flip-flopped that. You could have had that as a press release, and then you could have had Adam Cole make the Ring of Honor announcement on AWTV. He has a connection, of course, to that brand. You have him say that, hey, starting first week of March or whatever it is, you know, Ring of Honor will be on Honor Club. It's going to be a weekly TV show. And also, that same week, I'm coming back to wrestle. You know, I think that would have gotten the wrestling fans more invested, but... I think that the show's gonna be cool, but yeah. Hey, but well, you I know what? Tony Khan ain't no, Tony Khan ain't no fool though, man. Because like, look, like the show got a, over a million viewers, right? I told you that AEW has their they, they create their own little casual audience that kind of watches when big things are happening. He told like, mm-hmm. yo, I got something important to talk to you about on Dynamite, and people turned in to, to to watch. The only thing I was thinking, I'm like. Damn, we okay. We can get like a a, a reality based show around AEW. He can't. We couldn't get nothing for ROH on TV. Mm-hmm. Good googly moogly, and it's all because Matt and Rhodesia came on this podcast week after week, dogging ROH that Warner Brothers listen and wouldn't give us no t- no free TV. Now I got to pay ten dollars a month to watch it. Thank I you. I got guys. that much Appreciate clout in this world. I got that much clout. Then my bank account woo, should be a lot, woo, woo, a lot, a lot more news, zeros. Breaking news. Woo, woo, woo. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is just right now. WWE is reportedly slated to run two premium live events in May 2023. According to Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics. Shout out to Brandon. He does a good work over there, too. There's a lot of Brandons that we're shouting out today. Uh, WWE is poised to run two events in May. On Saturday, May 6th, WWE will reportedly present WWE Backlash. The Backlash oh, name back. takes back to... Oh. 1999 on May 27th WWE will reportedly present WWE King and Queen of the Ring that's awesome shout out to Queen and King of the Ring coming back WWE King of the Ring has not been a pay-per-view since 2002 however King of the Ring tournament has been sporadically used since 2002 as part of special events May 27th oh my goodness isn't that Memorial Day weekend? And Ishan's just cracking up over there. Also happens to be Memorial Day weekend. And that's that's double or nothing. AEW has largely dominated Memorial Day weekend in the wrestling sure space with its annual AEW double or nothing event. Sheesh. Wow. Hey. Hey, side nugget, though. Yeah, we got up to production budget, man. This ninja come on here talking about woo woo. <laughs> First off, Ishan, I, 
I have to do my own sound effects for the moment of the week. <laughs> yeah, you know when they don't have sound effects. Step your game up. Oh, man. All right, so woo, 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 woo. It's supposed to be on what day? May 28th. Okay, so they're not going same day. I thought it was going to be same day. So King, Queen of the Ring is May 27th. Double or nothing is May 28th. Woo, woo, woo. Thoughts immediately about two pay-per-views that month and them running the same weekend as AEW. Oh, Vince about to be big man. Vince was always against go having a show during the holidays. He is probably going to be big man. He's probably going to put a kibosh, kibosh to it. Hey, but no, what's the Nick Khan for that, though? Nick Khan has been for mm-hmm. that type of a deal, right? So And they, and they work. Hey, They do listen. work. Yeah, Tony Khan coming for their boy uh, Ariel, and so they coming for they coming for mm. him, man. Like right, Tony. Hey, part of hey, what we need? I, I can't say, man. But we got that clip when Tony was at that press conference after you know the whole CM Punk fiasco went down, and he said he wasn't taking that stuff no more, man. Like Tony, he ain't taking it no more, man. Tony, don't take it, don't take it, man. Come for these guys, man. they coming for you, they coming for us, man. Look, you got to do something on this pay per view that's gonna make everybody come to your event, right? I want that that king and queen thing to be a ghost town. I want everybody at the double or nothing ring. I want everybody in the parking lot. You know what I'm talking about? That's what I want. I want them fighting for it. I want I want to see Tony Khan, the snowman Tony Khan, versus. Vince McMahon, that weekend, you know, just you know, remember what Eric Bischoff challenged Vince? I want to see that, man. Let's go. It's on right now, y'all. This pod has completely fallen apart. It's definitely <laughs> off the rails. It is definitely <laughs> off the rails. That's crazy talk. Wow. All right. Well, that's big news. And I cannot wait to hear. Uh, now the question is going to be, where is that pay-per-view going to emanate from? That is that Las is Vegas. <laughs> Las Vegas. Oh, imagine. <laughs> play it. Play the sound, Matt. Wow. Oh, here we go. Let me see if y'all can hear it. Let's see if I can get it. Hold on one second. If it loads up for me. You guys hear it at all? Nope. All right. We're going to fix this next week. We, we get we up in this budget, y'all. All right. Hey guys, can y'all cash app us some money? I don't even have a cash app, but can y'all cash app us some money? I got it. DM me, please. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Where are we at right now in this show? (laughs) Matt's still looking for something. (laughs) What's happening, (laughs) y'all? He's focused. Look. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to play the Tony Khan clip because he's not Aww. man enough to say what Tony said at the press conference, and it didn't work. So, oh, what did, oh, hey, what did listen, the kids, the kids are out of school, man. They still walking around. I can't be dropping <laughs> lines, man. You remember when TK said, I, "I'm not going to take this fucking." <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember. You remember? That. You remember I probably was flabbergasted that. with. Oh, no, I was man. probably flabbergasted yeah. at Punk that whole weekend. That was, yeah, that was <laughs> when they talked about him running uh, NXT the same weekend as I think ROH or AEW. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yeah, okay. and he said they were messing with his business, but I'm not going to take this fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was what he said. He said it just like that too. All right. 
This show is absolutely falling off the rails. But uh, AW Dynamite, just a couple of things I have from this past Wednesday. I do want to shout out, of course, MJF and Brian. I thought they cooked in that promo segment. Sucks for MJF from a real-life personal perspective that him and his fiance broke up. That sucked. And when he said it in the promo, I knew it was legit. And Sean Sapp kind of confirmed it today also, or last night, I think, just saying that, yeah, you know, that, that happened. So that, that does suck for him. But he turned into great TV. And that segment was what we needed to cook up that match. That was the segment that you kind of need to really get the juices flowing for next Sunday. I thought they did excellent in that. Also thought that uh, Jungle Boy and Christian, I got to give them some claps on this. That is how you use blood. That is how you use blood. They did it in a way where, I don't want to say it's tasteful, you know, saying using blood and tasteful is kind of like an oxymoron, but it was impactful. You remember the blood from that segment. Of course, that segment had Christian's fingers all over it. I thought that was great. And then the last thing I kind of had was just uh, Orange Cassidy and Yuta. They did, they did the damn thing in that opening match. Orange Cassidy, he is so good. Like, Yuta is so good. Watching that match, I was telling Rhodesia, like, the things that they do in a wrestling ring, a lot of wrestlers, but just watching that match, they make it look so easy. But, like, the core strength that it takes, like, it's just, they really did a fantastic job. That was, to me, the, the match of the night. Uh, and they actually had some intrigue and suspense toward the end of that match of who was going to win. So, it'd be interesting to see where the Yuta Blackpool Combat Club, you know, uh, cardio kind of story goes. They're starting to plant some seeds with that. But um, I know Ishan was trying to dog my guy, Evil Uno. Yesterday in the tweets, Evil Uno was a draw, my good man. One million viewers to see Evil Uno in that main event segment. I haven't seen the 15-minute breakdowns, but I wouldn't be surprised if they cracked two million just for that main event segment because Evil Uno was in the main event. So those were my my thoughts on uh, Dynamite. I thought Dynamite was a, was a good show. Like I said, on paper, it wasn't that strong, but they, they did a nice job. They did a really nice job, of course, kind of with one week left for uh, Revolution. So what'd you guys think about Dynamite? Um, everything you said, I kind of doubled down on. I actually like the Ricky Starks and Jericho segment. Um, I love that jacket Jericho had, but I think this one was a good one as far because when it, where it was going when it first started, I'm like, Jericho, why are you out here? Like, nobody got time for you. Like, I'm so over this already. And then, I don't know, the, the gentleman <laughs> that had ran out and then he did that. Point is, I'm like, Jericho being Jericho. He's like, wait, I'm going to give you this match anyway. Cause Ricky was like, you know, I don't want it. And I just like how that played out and then pray to God that this is going to be the blow off for them. Um, so I'm actually excited about that. Evil Uno. So I am tired of blood. I really am. I get why they had the blood. Cause they wanted to look so bad and that he really did need hangman page, whatever. But that was just gross to me. I was eating. I had food in my mouth. And when that blood was gushing out of his mask, I almost puked. I'm kind of over the blood. Give me blood for a special occasion. <laughs> you felt that. Seriously. Uh, you know, and I feel you, man. This is a lot of blood in that show, to be honest with you. You know somebody don't get busted open. Yeah. And especially if in the Moxley matches, you gonna, somebody's going to bleed. That's just, just what it is. I actually enjoyed that episode uh, um, probably more than the past three or four episodes, actually. And there wasn't anything specific. That I, I, I could say that I, this was it for me. It was okay. just, I thought this was a very entertaining show. Um, that's what AEW a lot of times is for me. It's just an entertaining show. 
Um, you know, like I, I really enjoy listening to Jamie Hader talk. Um, like, and I don't want to say she's like a Stone Cold Steve Austin or a Rock or even a Ricky Starks in a microphone, but I think she's she she has a very very believable um, delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes it's, off it's really, very like really matter of fact. It's very mm-hmm. matter of fact, right? She, yep. she, yep. you, you, you can hear the confidence in her voice, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not really even in a braggadocious way in a lot of ways, right? It's just like, yeah. she's just like, yo, hard I'm, work. I, like, she I, knows I, it. I'll, work, I'll work hard. I'll bust mm-hmm. my ass to be this good. And I'm going to show it to you when I get in that ring. If you think mm-hmm. otherwise, cool. But I'm going to hurt your feelings when you get in that ring and I'm going to hurt your ass as well. I love it, man. She has a very, very matter of fact way that she kind of goes about it. Awesome confidence. Um, I love that. Just from top to bottom, I thought this was a really, really solid show. Um, there's nothing you can point to to say, "Hey, this stood out as being overly bad." Like the blood thing is that is what it is. You're gonna get that in the Moxley match. Um, I'm, I'm awesome. I think it's great that they had a, a great um, rating. I hope they can continue to build on that going forward. Cause my biggest thing, you know, just as, as a wrestling community, man, is that like, yo, we gotta get, we gotta get behind this company, man. Like, I like. I need. I would love to see them continue to grow. Um, I would love to see them kind of get better at things that I want them to get better at. But ultimately, I just want to see them continue to get better. And I think this might be a a, a good step towards that. Mm-hmm. I think this all access is going to be a good step toward it because if you're saying they're bringing in four million viewers, I mean, if it's still on the TV when the end of Dynamite goes off, I mean, they've done it good the last two or three episodes where they let it simmer a little bit more than just cutting right out right away. But if people are still watching this on TV, just like WWE, they've always done like the Miz and Mrs. Total Divas in the beginning. Oh no, the Total Divas are A and E or whatever, but with Miz and Mrs. A lot of times it would come on right after the show. That that to me is perfect. They're already watching it. You're already a fan. Why are you, why am I going to watch now this Warner brothers movie that's coming on, whatever it is afterwards, might as well watch Something else that's, w- that's AEW related. I think that this is going to actually be a really good thing for them. It is. You know, something else that's really good. NBA basketball came back today. I have not opened up my FanDuel app in over okay. a week. Let's go, baby. I hit <laughs> on my bets. Let's go. That's the way you end the show. Appreciate you, Kyrie Irving, coming through. Appreciate that. This is a fantastic night. We know we got two pay-per-views the same weekend in May. I'm hitting on bets. And TK is evidently it's a hit, snowman. It's, it's hitting lines of snow. Jeez, old Pete. All right. Um, that is all I got. What you guys? Y'all got anything else before we go to the TFW moment of the week? Let me, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Nope. Nope. Because the only thing that I... Was going to talk about next, I think, is one of yours, um, TFW moment of the week. So I'm going to be a nice co host and not steal somebody's thunder. I appreciate that. Then, if you are such a great co host, hit that pretty beautiful jingle. <clears throat> it's TFW moment of the week. There it is. If you guys do not know what the TFW moment of the week is, it is a moment that we pick. That is wrestling related, and we want to shout out. Could be a match, could be a promo segment, could be anything. If it is wrestling related, it is available to be one of our TFW moments of the week. My TFW moment of the week is the fantastic Batman and Joker mania promo with Seth Rollins and Becky from 
Elimination Chamber and for Monday Night Raw. If you guys watched, of course, the Chamber, we got like five more coming. We have the Bloodline with, I think it was Godfather, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or Goodfellas. Um, One of those. We have 40-year-old version with Drew, and there is a lot coming that looks fantastic. But the uh, I thought Seth and Becky killed it as Joker and as Batman. So, of course, you guys, I'm sure, have seen it by now. If you have not, go out of your way to see it. It is incredible. I cannot wait to see the other four or five that they have on deck. But that was my TFW moment of the week. Rhodesia, what was yours this week? So that was my TFW moment of the week. So I had to go and find something else. And it was on last Saturday night when we were at the Warrior Wrestling Show. Um, I was working kind of over by the merch stand. And there was a lady, a female there, who was a vendor, a cannabis vendor. So shout out to her. I don't know her name, but she was one of the sweetest souls. And she was not into pro wrestling at all. And from the first chop, that first lap, she was hooked. When I tell you, <laughs> the whole night while we're trying to work here, she's asking, oh, why are they booing him? Why are they booing her? Why, why did that just happen? Why is he saying that on the ring? Why is that? Oh, oh, my God. I can't believe. How do their bodies contort that way? Just all of that. And she's asking me all these questions. And I'm trying my best to kind of give her, you know, shoot answers and, and honest answers without trying to take away some of this excitement from it. But me looking at her and feeling her energy and just looking in her eyes on how her, how like wide her eyes was looking at you know the show i'm like that is definitely my moment of the week we got a new pro wrestling fan in our community great stuff <clears throat> my moment of the week is uh montez's four star making performance at elimination chambers he has arrived guys i am so excited and you know as a Fellow African American man, I love seeing people rise up and, and, and accomplish goals, and you know take strides and steps in their professions to do great things. So to see him on stage performing that way, and see him, hey, we talk about who's next. Tess is next, and he came out there wearing that crown, representing. So kudos to you, my brother. Let's do this. Let's get it. Another episode. In the books. Favorite number, 22, is down. Hey, guys, spread the word. You guys know the deal at this point. Sub to the pod. And thank you guys for all listening uh, to the podcast. Your guys' is, uh, listening, your guys' interaction with us on social media, everything has been up and up. So we definitely appreciate you guys. But spread the word, right? Sub to our pod. Tell your friends about us. Hey, if you enjoy it, which, of course, if you are listening right now, you absolutely or watching on youtube you absolutely do check us out on twitter as i said at that's fnw we are also on youtube full episodes of these hilarious conversations and these two jokers that are with me right now at that's freaking wrestling you can find us all there and of course anywhere you find your podcast is where you can download us follow us and subscribe right also too if you can leave us a review and a comment that does help us in the rankings. All right. So as always, guys, thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. Woo.